Toronto proud to announce from Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. Okay, here we go, the official second podcast during the apocalypse when the world is ending, yet for some reason everything else is continuing and people are confused about what to buy, where to go, who to talk to, and how to live. Um, Start with a little disclaimer, Uh, my usual recording space is going to be uh, unusable now because everybody's here now, so this place is loud and there's nothing I can do, so I'll do my best to find times when I can do this properly and kind of have to mix around settings and stuff like that and hopefully this works out and sounds good but anyway I'm sure we're all suffering in our own ways um, so here we go I'm going to talk about the winners and losers of the week it's hard to do that when there's nobody playing games but I found a way and you know just some of the general news is going on it's not as busy as I expected it to be um, for some reason you know, the news kind of quiets down when nothing's happening and we're all forced to stay indoors. Uh, who would have thought? Um, but anyway, here we go. So, this week there's a discussion of a possible 24 playoff team. Um, I think next week I'm going to do something where I just talk about my favorite scenarios and how I think it should work and all that kind of stuff, just for something fun. Um, but anyway, this week they talked about a 24 playoff team format which I don't really think makes a lot of sense because like I know you're trying to do the playoffs in whatever kind of fashion you can but a 24 team that is going to be brutal and the reason I say that is if you end up having like I mean what are they going to do 1 through 12 uh, to play or 1 through 24 like how I mean you wouldn't do 1 through 24 because you want to keep it in conference but let's just take an example if you take 1 through 12 I mean actually it's kind of interesting you get Boston versus Montreal which would kind of be cool because they haven't played in a while a couple years at least or maybe longer um which is cool but like if you're Boston aren't you going to be kind of annoyed that you have to go like especially the upper teams you'd have to be annoyed that you have to go through so many more teams to get to the finals whereas before I mean maybe they would play stronger teams in the beginning but they wouldn't have as much competition and so you're going to have a lot of scenarios where there's going to be just more upsets than normal and teams that like 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 I said Montreal they don't even have a hope of getting in if things continue as normal so to suddenly be playing is would be huge for them but it would be you know there's a chance that say Carey Price actually has a good week um Boston's out and it's has nothing to do with them they just got unlucky and like crappy playoff format um you can kind of say that about every team you know ergo Tampa Columbus but 
it just gets a bit rougher now when you start reaching that low into the standings to get a team into the playoffs. Like if you go down to, let's see, uh, St. Louis would play Chicago. That's, you know, it's funny, I'm actually liking these series matchups <laughs> as I look at it more and more. Um, that would be okay, but again, you have a really good team that right normal situation would play Vancouver, but instead they're playing Chicago and then they've got to go multiple rounds through. If they did do something like that, I hope, I hope it would be something like you do regular playoff format uh, in three games or something, and then you do like the teams that are currently outside, like the bottom four, so Nashville, Minnesota, Arizona, and Chicago would play like maybe best of five and they have to play like Nashville play Chicago, Minnesota, Arizona. They play best of five and then we just see uh, who makes it from there and then from there you just kind of go like the old playoff format where it's just top to bottom so let's say St. Louis beats Vancouver and Nashville beats Chicago uh, yeah and Minnesota beats Arizona so then it would end up being St. Louis, Arizona, and then they would play maybe a, a three-game series or something, but St. Louis gets an added advantage where there's there was more games played by the, uh, the lower-placed teams, most likely, uh, to win. Um, and at least they would get a couple days extra rest there. Uh, do something like that with like a five-game series throughout until you get to the finals, which would be a seven-game series, like... Uh, just regular seven game series. I think something like that could work if they do do that, but that's not really my favorite one. Um, and the other one in the news this week that was on TSN was an August September start. So you have just the regular season finishes in August. Maybe you don't play the last 10 or 12 games, whatever the teams have left, but you play like everyone gets to 76, right? Or everybody gets to 78. So you cut it down by four. But there's enough time in there for people to make up space if they were going to. Um, and then you just do regular playoffs as is. That would also... <clears throat> I would also get rid of the issue of teams like oh, Ottawa, who are completely out right now, um, that wouldn't be involved in this, of just like shutting down their entire season. Because I could see teams like uh, Buffalo, New Jersey, Ottawa, Detroit... I got this list here. Uh, San Jose, LA, Anaheim, Chicago, like, or sorry, not Chicago, but those seven teams that I first mentioned, some of them are in too great a financial situation, so getting a few games in uh, would help them a lot if they could do that. And I think there might be a kind of need for people to go out after all this is done, so that you could see a surge in attendance, and I think every team's gonna wanna take advantage of that. So regardless, there's gotta be some games played, just going straight to 24 team or or whatever standings team based off point percentage would not be a very good thing in my opinion but the August September one kind of makes sense so they said uh, finish the season in August playoffs start in September Stanley Cups awarded I think early September or something or, or no sorry early October and then you take a two-week break and then you have a condensed 82 season starting 82 game season starting in November uh, for the regular season that makes sense to me it'd be kind of cool because you'd have like this huge playoff run this excitement everything's back and then short break and then it's back again 
be really cool as a hockey fan. And I think that puts off any scenario of people, um, you know, complaining that the teams come back too early and then it kind of like, you know, everything just happens again and then they have to shut down, which is always a concern. So I kind of prefer that. But I'm going to talk about that more next time where I go over my favorite scenarios and different ones that I'd like to see. Um, now I'd like to see this whole thing play out. But let's just get straight to my winners and losers this week. Um, it's kind of interesting because I had to look at this a different way. And I sort of looked at who, who benefits the least and who benefits the most from this time off. And to be honest, like one of the biggest... Um, actually, I was thinking that one of the biggest benefiters was Detroit right now because they have had a miserable year. And if you add up everything and you look at it, it's like, wow, I don't know. It must be super hard to come into the rink every day and even do anything. And like, how do you progress if you're a young player? Uh, if you're going for a contract, how are you going to try and stand out? Um, there's just there'd just be so much in your way. But now they get a break and they can kind of do something about that. So I think that's good news for them. Uh, Dallas, they've been on a horrible, horrible losing streak. And to have a time off to kind of reset and figure things out is going to be amazing for them. Same thing with the Islanders. They've just been playing miserably. It doesn't seem like they understand what's going on. It's kind of funny how the two super defensive teams that relied mostly on goaltending for lack of offense uh, are struggling at the exact same time. Two teams that I'm not too favorable on. Uh, so hopefully they continue and prove me right. Um, but these kind of resets are just really good for teams like that. And they're just bad for teams that are winning, uh, which is a winner this week, and that's Philly. And we've seen this many times where... Um, you know, in like the all-star break or something like that happens and everybody just seems to like kind of pick it up a little bit or or regress or something all of a sudden out of this break and it's hard to explain why. Uh, or they just come back as a completely different team. And this is like, this is going to be one of those scenarios where uh, things have just been different for so long and everyone's been kind of held back and they haven't been able to do anything and they're just going to come back and there's going to be people that maybe were higher go-getters that maybe someone like Crosby that uh, found a way to keep exercising in, in an effective way. Or maybe they have something at home they can use that that's really helpful to uh, practicing continuously. Um, and there's going to be those teams and players that just didn't do anything. <laughs> just slept. Uh, or like, oh, whatever, I'll play video games. I'm not supposed to go outside, so what am I going to do? Um, and then there, yeah, then the guys that just were like getting up sprinting first thing in the morning, all kinds of stuff. You'd like to think that everyone at these professional athletes are just like, whatever, I'm going to kill it. I just need rest. I'll be fine. Uh, and then they work, or sorry, you'd like to think they're all working hard, but they're probably, there's always going to be those people that are kind of just slackers. I even knew somebody who was going through uh, medical school and she told me that you would think that everybody at that point is just like you know, amazing, like the next person is more impressive than the next, uh, than the last, I mean, but it, she's like, honestly, it's like the exact same thing as every class she's been in, where there's people that are just super good at what they do, there's definitely more of them than normal, but there's still the people that are like, you're like, how did you get here? Like, what happened? Um, and the ones that just slack off and don't do, don't do anything really. Um, but yeah, next winner. Uh, I'm going to say Montreal. 
And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of speculation about uh, playoff format, and this could be something that actually gets them in the playoffs, whereas they normally wouldn't. And you might, a lot of people would just kind of laugh at it and look it off, and this is a unique thing, and you can't take this in the next year, but for a city like that, that just loves the game so much that if they were even given an opportunity to play Boston or anybody, even if it's a, you know, it should be a super one-sided matchup, uh, they would be pumped to take part in that. Excited. Um, losers. I'm going to say Ottawa. And the reason I say that is kind of the opposite of Detroit. Was Detroit such a miserable year? You think they just break? Maybe they can play a couple more games and make it interesting. Or, like, respectable anyway. Um, or it'll just end for them, so they'll be fine with that. But with Ottawa, San Jose was currently on a big losing streak. And it was like, oh, <laughs> they could be, like, second worst team in the league by the end of the year. And you wanted to keep see that slide keep going so that they hopefully could get a better draft pick. Uh, and same thing, Ottawa's kind of getting tired and there's teams that are kind of pushing them out of the way. So they were hopefully going to get close to the bottom. They'd have two really good draft picks and the season be over. Whereas now it's like, pff, they might be living this nightmare until August, September, and then having to start up a new season with barely, barely much a reset and this season like not really ending in a normal way. and. Like, who knows what this is going to do to next year. Like, this isn't just a this-year problem. This is a next-year problem. Which, I'm going to make a note and talk about that a lot more. And there we go. Alright, next loser. LA. Uh, they finally, um, they were playing horrible all year. They finally pulled themselves out of the very bottom of the league. They took seven wins in a row to do it. Uh, everybody was talking about them. It seemed kind of unreal. Uh, and then they... And then this happens. So if you were LA, you'd kind of be annoyed because you're like, we're doing well, we're, you know, we're a respectable team, who knows what could happen next year. You know, is this, just, this isn't just a blip, hopefully. Um, and then you get this cut off. So now you're going to have the last, whatever, 10 games. And how are you going to evaluate it? Is this the team that once they get their stride back, they play well? Or is this the team that when they come back, maybe they'll just suck? Is that really who they are? So it really changes the evaluations as well on many of these teams. Um, LA, that's a big one actually. Uh, for the Rangers, uh, losers this year, this week, because they they were playing pretty good. They weren't on a streak or anything, but the teams above them, um, like the Islanders, uh, oh, oh, I should have wrote this list down. Let me just whip up the standings real quick. If anyone else knows that the internet's super laggy because of this, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the Islanders and Columbus, um, Carolina have not been playing great, and this was like their opportunity to come up. So, if any of those teams can pull themselves out of this uh, at this because of this reset, like that is really going to screw over the Rangers because they had a chance to make the playoffs. There were a lot of players on good streaks and all that kind of stuff. So it sucks for them. Um, Another big winner, so I got two big ones. Number two overall to me uh, was Winnipeg. Now they have had issues with defense, they've had injuries, they've had all kinds of stuff going on. But they were starting to get to a point where they just were struggling to stay ahead. And there's teams behind them like Nashville that were uh, pushing a little bit. 
So I think this break is actually really going to benefit them. Even though they were on a winning streak, I think they're the kind of team that has a lot of veterans that may be a little bit older. Um, people like Hellebuck have been playing a lot of games. Uh, this will be a huge benefit for them, and I think they might be kind of a scary team coming out of this. I even think they have a chance to pass Dallas. Let me... I have that written there, but I didn't write down the standings. Oh yeah, they're only two points behind Dallas. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be huge, huge, huge for Winnipeg. And the biggest uh, winner of this whole thing, I, hopefully you can guess it, is the team that has played great all year, but just been decimated with injury after injury from goalie and lost a lot of players in the offseason, and that's Columbus. Now, they they went through this winning streak, or losing streak. You know, they or sorry, they won, pulled themselves. They were great contenders for the playoffs. Then they go through this really unfortunate losing streak, and they just drop right out. Thankfully, uh, they kind of pulled themselves out of it, but it's like they don't have Seth Jones. They lost. Oh, they, they've lost almost every like, throughout the season. Many players <laughs> can't think of names right now. Just rambling. Um, yeah, they lost a lot of people, but they did finally uh, sort of come out of it. But this will give them the break they need that they might actually have a pretty healthy team. Um, coming out of this and I'd be pretty scared of playing Columbus if I was anybody else because they just have that attitude of like go after yourself we're gonna win no matter who's on the roster and now that we have our better players back uh, you definitely need to look out for us so there's a lot going on right now um, it's really confusing it's kind of weird because you, know, you want to talk about like what is everyone gonna do what is everyone gonna do but the thing is, nobody knows because, like, how do you handle something like this? And I was talking to a friend, and it's like, what if... So the, I think the NBA and NHL said that they're not coming back for at least a month, which is probably optimistic. But, like, what if... Okay, say current cases... I think current cases in Vancouver were, like, 100 or something. And that number starts to go down, it's going, like, maybe, it, say it peaks at like 250 and then starts going down and it gets back down to 25. Is that really the time to start putting people back outside again? Um, or if you do that, are you just going to, like, flare it up and, then, and it's just going to get um, way worse again? And then you're going to have to shut everything back down. So at what point, like, at what peak are you looking for and what fall are you looking for? Because if it's as contagious as it apparently is, then, you know, it only takes one case uh, for all the people who haven't been affected, which will be a lot because we're all isolating ourselves, uh, for this to take off again and get worse. As a sports fan and someone who just, you know, loves humanity and wants this stuff to change, um, I don't know, I hope they just get a vaccine sooner or, you know, enough people get sick that there enough people are immune that it's not like going to be this huge spread anymore or, I don't know, something. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, wash your hands, all that good stuff. Bye.